Estás escuchando el podcast con más huevos, más huevos que los demás. Yo, thank y'all for tuning in, man. It's the What Did He Said podcast. It's your boy Chingo Blingo with the Big Tamarindo. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors, thecancunlife.com. I guess I done sponsor my own podcast because that's what it is, thecancunlife.com, man. We have snapbacks, T-shirts, hoodies, all kind of custom stuff, man. One of my favorite classics is the is the black hoodie with the sarape pockets. Um, that's been one of our big sellers. It's got that streamlined, cool little artsy look. You know what I mean? It don't have like a huge logo on it, but we got all kind of stuff, man. Beanies that say Telosico on there, uh, snapbacks that say Neighborhood Sancho. You know, we're kind of off the wall with it, but we want to give people stuff that you can't find at the Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Stuff you can't find at the Hot Topic or, or at the Zoomies and things like that. So if you're looking to get fly, get fresh, go check them out, man. TheCancunLife.com. Also, new big collection dropping in 2018. Today, we have my homeboy, Bobby Hernandez. Interesting life, man. We talked about the beginnings all the way in Ohio from being juggling being a high school wrestler to also doing some underage independent underground wrestling shit where they had this dude even though he was a, a teen they had him in a wrestling mask and he did the whole underground wrestling that led to all kinds of other things including mma a little bit of bodybuilding and now being a stunt double man he's getting his acting on doing acting knocking out auditions living life living it to the fullest man no regrets taking the bull by the horns and it was it was it was fun man Uh, I've known Bobby. He was actually in Dirty Orchata. He played Detective uh, Aguilar. This is an independent web short film that I did. But he was cool enough to be like, hey, man, I'm going to come bless your film. I'm going to be in it. Uh, even though it was like, you know, we were just having fun with some cameras, man. But, uh, you know, we've all moved on to do some crazy stuff. Without further ado, my homeboy, man, actor, stuntman, husband, father, crazy Mexican from Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Hernandez. Do not adjust your diet. There is no diet. This is the podcast land, broadcasting live from the wall. I'm not gonna call it Trump's wall, because y'all motherfuckers is gonna pay for it. Alright, alright, alright. I digress. What up, what up, what up? It's the What Did He Say podcast. It's your boy, man. Chingo Blingo with the Big Tamarindo. And right now, man, all the way, originally from Ohio, by way of now Atlanta, Bobby Hernandez, man. What's up, bro? What's going on, guys? Excited to be here. Excited to be back in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bobby, stuntman, actor, even do some video work on the side, killing it with the vlogs. What's your YouTube, first off? Uh, just Bobby Hernandez. Bam. So y'all can check it out right there, man. I got to step up my vlog game. You know, I've been on my podcast game. But, uh, man, I first met Bobby. Uh, I was putting together an experiment for the YouTubes called uh, Dirty Orchata. I wanted, I felt like putting on a mullet and, uh, and doing a, a short film. 
And I, I forget how I put the word out. I might have posted like a flyer or something. Like, hey, man, we're looking for actors. You know, get professional. Bobby was like one of the few people that actually had a resume, a headshot, was like professional. Like when it took, like already was doing it, you could tell. You know what I mean? A lot of folks had like had sent me like a cell phone pic, <laughs> everything misspelled, you know? <laughs> and long story short, man, we uh we had we casted Bobby as a detective Aguilar in Dirty Orchata. He did a great job. And ever since then, man, I'm um, actually before then and even currently, he's killing it in the film world. Uh how how's Atlanta, man? How's that film scene? The Atlanta film scene's awesome, man. Um I guess it really got it popping a few years ago, but right now it's like full steam, man. Uh, you got guys from all over coming there. You got guys from LA coming to Atlanta. Um, it's that, just, the whole uh, grass is greener philosophy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I originally got my start in, in Austin, and then uh, when I heard it was good things were going on in Atlanta, I decided to go over there uh, just to build up my resume a little more and mm -hmm. get more credits underneath me. I didn't want to be one of those guys that said, "Hey, man, you know, I've done a few." commercials or a few films i'm ready to make the move to la and oh, stuff yeah, yeah. like that i just wanted a baby steps you know what i mean but like you said man uh, um in terms of like la and atlanta la is pretty saturated right. atlanta's probably getting saturated yeah. you know in terms of how many jobs and, and and work and stuff is getting made so um and another thing too is you know a lot of times we, L.A. always comes up, man. Mm -hmm. it, it always comes up with interviews with people. Um, we had my boy Fat Tony. He's a rapper. He lives out there now. But he was just saying, like, even on the rapper side, a lot of folks have to end up just making that pilgrimage and just right. going out there to network and expand. Right. Um, have you done the L.A. thing in terms of acting and everything? No, not yet, man. I'm still... Uh, I haven't even gone out there yet. Okay. I haven't visited out there or anything yet. Um, I don't know why. It's not just... It's not. I'm scared or anything like that. It's like, I don't really know too many people out there yet. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't want to just go out there and just stand there and try to shake hands. With, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, the crazy thing is, um, I mean, you, you kept busy when you were based out of Texas. Right. So there was a lot of, I guess, productions mm -hmm. happening. Like, what, what kind of stuff? Like commercials and independent films? Yeah, I started off, um, well, first started off doing some independent films. And Well, first, I'll tell you how I, how I, how I got started. Yeah. I uh, was... Originally, I was just, I owned an MMA gym. That's mm -hmm. how I, I got started. I had an MMA gym, and I was working as a direct, direct care staff at a facility. Uh -huh. What is that, direct care? Uh, I was working with troubled kids, man, oh. uh, just some bad kids. But they weren't uh, criminals. They were needed treatment, you know what I'm uh -huh. saying? So you weren't there to discipline them. You were more there to help them get through their... their and that was the MMA gym? No, no, that, was two, that was two different things. I, had a MMA, I was running a business... And I was also doing that full time. Oh. Yeah, so it was... Wow. Yeah, just trying to do both of them at the same time. And uh, So you were working on stuff. You, you were doing, what, 40 hours a week? Yeah, and then the, running the, the gym. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, well, this is cool, you know. But I was like, is this all that my life is going to be? Am I going to be running a MMA gym that might go down the hole next year? You know, gyms are hard to run, you yeah. know what I mean? Or am I just going to be helping out these troubled kids? You know why gyms are hard? Because, you know, people like me... You know, we'll get memberships and then don't, don't really be going, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you gotta go cancel that shit. <laughs> I, I actually have a membership right now to a jujitsu gym oh, and cool. a Muay Thai gym. Uh -huh. Ask me how many times I go. How many times you go? Man, I, I went to like one once. <laughs> I gotta get my schedule together, man. These holidays are killing me. Yeah. As soon as we get these holidays out the way, so you had the gym and right. you were doing full time work, and then 
how did that lead to uh, acting? Man, it was crazy. Like, I didn't have, um, it's not like when I was a kid I wanted to break into the acting business or anything like that, you know. Um, but anyways, uh, I was running the gym and this and that, and uh, my wife actually called me. She said, hey, uh, I saw that they were looking for, like, little extras for this for this TV show and whatnot wow. that was filming in Austin. I was like, what? They do films yeah. in Austin? I didn't even know anything. I didn't know anything about the film industry, man. And she's like, yeah, you should go check it out and this and that. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. So anyways, I was like, I wasn't going to go, bro. And then it was like filming like on a Friday or something. I had some free time. She's like, are you going to go to that thing? And I was like, nah. She's like, you should go check it out. So I went. And uh, as soon as I stepped on the set, dude, it was like, Boom! I knew that's what I was supposed you to do. You felt like you were at I, home. Yeah, man. Like I saw the lights and everything. I was like, "Yo, this is dope." So I was like, "This is what I'm supposed to do." So when you're an extra, you're just standing there. You're blurry, right? In the yeah. back, they just filling. And your then head. they got you in the other room, like the holding room. <laughs> yeah, like, like they, man, they treat extras bad oh, sometimes, yeah, bro. <laughs> they be like, they be like, "Okay, so the filet mignon is served. Um, <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Those put those peanuts down. You need to be over there by the porta potties eating that little Caesars we brought you, motherfuckers." <laughs> yeah. It was like that type of deal. So I'm like sitting around with these other guys that are extras, and some of the guys got the game down pat, right? Like they know everything, like being the agents and all that. Yeah, or no. like, yeah, like the other extra guys. Like, some, cause some guys are extras, like that's what they do. Like, like professional get, extras. Yeah. What so, you do, Playboy? Man, I'll just be in the back, you know, yeah. in the cut, walking by, yeah, move, mouth, moving your mouth like you're saying some shit, but you're not. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, if that's what they want to do, but I was there and I was just like, hey guys, well, like, this is my first time being an extra, and I was like, "Well, how do I get from being this guy to that guy who's yeah, saying yeah. the lines? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I want to be that. They're like, oh man, it, you know, it's kind of tricky, man. You gotta. Who'd you ask? A, another extra? Another extra? The, fucking blind, <laughs> the blind leading the blind. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, man, it's kind of tough, man. You gotta get an agent, then you gotta go to auditions. Like, What's your bell? <laughs> your bell? He's like, "Hey, you know what, bro? Check it out. Hey, I might be an extra on set." But in real life, homie, I'm the star of my movie, dog. I ain't no extra, like, in my life, homie. So I was like, oh, cool, man. So I was like, well, thanks, guys. So I finished up the, like, I think they had me, like, on two or three days there, and I did that. And then right off that, man, boom, I was on the hustle, like, you know, getting educated on, like, how you get an agent. You know, you got to get into classes. You got to, you know, it's kind of like a catch-22. Like, an agent won't sign you unless you already have stuff, but you can't have stuff unless you have an agent. Exactly. <laughs> so and that's crazy. why you got people like me that's... You know, doing a whole bunch of other shit and yeah. not sweat no agency, only yeah. because that's the catch twenty two. Yeah, man, so, <laughs> it's crazy. So I, I teamed up with a few guys that were doing like little independent deals, man, and uh, they're like, "Hey, man," and you know what? This is another thing too, man. Is like never seeing an opportunity as too small. Like I always look at an opportunity leads to like another opportunity, like later on down the road. So like, there are these guys that they were doing like a little project. And they're like, yeah, man, we can't pay you or nothing like that, but we'll give you the footage for a demo reel or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, man, cool. So I did a few little things, got a demo reel made, sent it to an agency, and then I got signed with that agent. And then from there, they started sending me out to auditions and stuff like that, man. And, you know, started booking a few gigs here and there. What, what was your first, like, speaking role? My first big, first, well, I mean, I had done independent films, but I guess, like, first major like national show tv show was probably uh legacy 24 i filmed that in atlanta i was filming that so that was like this is like recent within the recent, last year a, yeah within the last year <clears throat> what network is that on that was on fox okay yeah and i saw i saw you did uh is that the one with all like the magic sorcery oh no and then i got uh and then just this past past year too i also uh, worked on a tv show called the gifted 
and that's a Marvel-based show that was on Fox, and uh, did some stunt work and acting on that. We're about to go Charlie Rose uh, in the actor's studio right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's your method, brother? <laughs> no, so, so like, um, what are some, uh, when you said you were getting educated, what is something that, like, I guess on the acting side, like, did you take any classes or anything or work with a coach? Yeah, man. I was, <laughs> yeah, one coach, <laughs> one coach, man, I, I went to, it was like when I was first starting out, and it was for a, he had like a commercial, commercial class, you know, like, this is how you present yourself in front of commercials mm -hmm. and this and that. And I was like, oh, cool, man. So I took his class. My agent uh, sent me an email, right? And she's like, hey, you got a commercial audition uh, this Monday or whatever. I was like, I'm going to have this in the bag. I just went to an acting class for commercial workshop, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was telling me, you know, at the class, yeah, man, they're going to come in, and they're going to ask your name, you're going to be smiling, and this is how it's going to be, and this and that. I was like, cool. So I'm going to this audition, first audition, dude, pumped, ready to go. And I'm ready, man, and I'm excited, you know, the new guy, you know. And uh, they call me into the room, so I'm like, I know what to do, I'm going to walk in the room, I'm supposed to smile, and this and that. I walk into the room, the casting director goes, go, do what you need to do, and I'm like, Huh? You supposed to? <laughs> yeah, it threw you off. Are you supposed to tell me to laugh and smile and all yeah, this stuff? You ain't asked my name. Yeah, and it goes, dude. It was to the point. It was bad to where uh, two of the casting directors was like, you know what? That's fine. Just go ahead and go get in some classes. What? <laughs> yeah, dude. It was that bad. I got out. So man, the hell with that acting coach. I go to wow. That like but, uh, they didn't let you finish the audition. Nah, dude, it was bad. You didn't my even first, run the line. No, dude, my first audition. Was man, bad. what kind of what commercial was it? Uh. It was for an insurance company. I'll say that. Oh, sure, it, was, yeah. it was a national commercial, but oh, yeah. it was uh, it was funny, man. And uh, so I didn't go back to that guy, but uh, I just started. Uh, yeah, man. Then I was just taking. I started taking workshops and get into like more intimate acting than just doing like, like more know, dramatic. Work. Yeah, stuff. more dramatic yeah. working scenes with partners and stuff like that. Yeah, man, so <clears throat> that's dope, man. Memorizing all kind of lines and shit. Mm -hmm. You ever get hurt doing stunt work? Um, not really, man. I haven't. I've never got. Seriously hurt. Like, if you get bumped or bruised, you know, they ask you, hey, man, are you okay? It's always yes. You know what I mean? Get ready for the next yeah. take. Uh, but no, I've never gotten, like, seriously hurt or anything like that. Uh, so, uh, we were talking about Christian Sesma, the director, right. action movies and stuff, uh, off off, uh, off the record. And uh, I'm going to tell you a story, man. He had me in his movie called The Night Crew, where I'm... Sp <laughs> now, look here, man. Look, you know, the category I normally fall into is, like, you know, Justin Timberlake, uh, <laughs> uh Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. What was the new dude? Uh, Ryan somebody? Gosling? Right. That's more of the category I'm normally in. You know, we're not bad guys. Gotcha. You know, we normally don't play bad guys. Gotcha. You know, me and Ryan, that's not what we do. Uh, that's not our protocol. So he wanted me, to, uh, Christian wanted me to play a bad guy. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I was like, my whole thing was like, well, maybe I could be like the little kid, the bad guy in RoboCop 2. Like, that was like <laughs> the, the, the character I was thinking of was like, I wanted to compare. Do you ever you know what character I'm talking about? I remember RoboCop 2. I, I think it was RoboCop 2 or 3. It was a little boy. It might have been part 1. It was a little boy that was like the leader of this gang. Anyway, okay. that's who in my mind, I was like, <laughs> I'm about as menacing as this little kid. Yeah. I was like, so I don't know how I'm going to play it. Long story short, uh, I had a scene with a Bokeem Woodbine. He was like in mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of movies. He was in Life with Eddie and Martin. Uh, the Tupac video, uh, I Ain't Mad At You. Anyway, we had to do this little scene where... It was me and this Cuban uh, actor, um, and the night crew shows up. So it's like the A-team bad motherfuckers with okay. M-16s and shit. And Bo King Woodbine's one of those dudes. And uh, 
So they they're supposed to like apprehend us, like rough us up a little bit. But I thought we were still kind of warming up. Like, hey man, aren't we still blocking the scene? Like, yeah. aren't we just gonna kind of like pretend fake it? He's like, nah, Playboy, you gotta make the shit look real. <laughs> like with his fucking army boot across my shin, like it's gravel. I'm getting dust in my face and like my hands got the little rocks and and pebbles and shit in my hands. And man, it cut the damn boot cut through my jeans. Like what? He didn't tear my jeans, but my little skin broke oh. up, <laughs> <I got you. laughs> up yeah. under the jeans. My little skin yeah. had broke, so I, I may still have the little the little scar where I tell people like, yeah, uh, you know, Bokeem Woodbine did that. But uh, yeah, it, it's hard work because yeah. that was nothing compared yeah. to the shit you have to do. Yeah, man. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've done recently on, on bigger things, mostly fights, some gunshots, um, and then on the, the the gag that I did on that Marvel show was. Uh, like an elevation deal, like they pulled me on a harness, slammed me into a gate, stuff like that. Damn, yeah, that's pretty but, cool. And you gotta wear like, like little protect, like padded. Yeah, man, um, padded up. Uh, usually knees, elbows. Um, you know they have soft pads, hard pads, and then I uh, wear like a gator back or back shell. Uh-huh. Um, pretty much like what the, the motorcycle like speed uh-huh. guys wear, you know, the yeah. bikes. And then uh, yeah, man, so you got those underneath. If you can. If they if you can if you can wear them sometimes you can't see a lot of depending people get, on the shot and the yeah because a right? lot of people get it twisted they think like oh yeah you're a stunt guy you fall they got a pad there for you no, it's like no bro <laughs> if the camera can see it yeah. <laughs> you're hitting the ground yeah you know and you got to hit it hard because it got to look good you that's know what, what Bokeem said he's so, like we have to sell it yeah man so uh, make it look real it's yeah crazy. so I uh, so I don't I don't know how much I can say about this film but I had recently did a film where I was stunt doubling. Uh, Comedian the Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh yeah, uh, Man, he, man, he's hilarious. Yeah, man. Um, so so I, you were his stunt double. I was his stunt double <laughs> in an upcoming movie uh, called Tag. Has a uh, Jeremy Renner in it, Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal Burris. Yeah, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, yeah, a few other guys in it, but I was on his stunt double. I was his stunt double, and uh, did a, a gag on there. Can't say too much about it, but it was. I just I had to hit the ground hard. <laughs> oh <laughs> so wow. Yeah, man. Uh, has there ever been uh, one of the stunts where you like kind of see stars or blackout? Um, no, not really, man. Usually, uh, pretty safe. You, the guys that do that are usually the guys that don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to fall right. Yeah. don't know to tuck their chin when they hit the ground, you know, stuff like that. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny, like, the way that, uh, so, like, I guess, like, my first taste of the entertainment business was, like, when I was, I guess I've always been kind of, like, in the entertainment business, never really known it. Like, uh-huh. when I was 15, I grew up a huge professional wrestling fan. And when I was 15, they opened up a professional wrestling school in Toledo. So I started, I started training in professional wrestling when I was 15. What bro. the fuck? Man, yeah. how do you not mention this shit? <laughs> yeah, man. So I started doing professional wrestling when I was 15. Wow. In Toledo, man. And uh, I did that all the way up until I was about 19. And uh, I learned like the whole business of professional you wrestling. You should put that on, on, the, on the resume in, in, uh, for the Dirty Orchata. <laughs> Sorry, we done made you do some wrestling in the movie. Okay, so so they opened up the thing. You were 15, yeah. and you did that for four years? I did that for four years, bro. I uh, was wrestling. They called the independent scene, the independent circuit. And uh, that was my Like role. as a minor? As a minor, yeah. How does that work? Because you're Mexican, so you just lie about your age to work? <laughs> yeah, but they put me under a mask. They're what like, the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, well, we'll put we'll just put you under a mask. And El joven. Yeah, they had a, a bunch of, like, there was a bunch of 15-year-olds in there. Or not 15, they weren't just 15, but there was a bunch of, you know, teenage guys in their wow. training, right? And uh, I would work shows, man, and uh, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to put you under a mask. And 
put you in a mask and they would uh, pretty much, but we would just do jobs, which means we would just go in there and get pinned, you know what I mean, by whoever. Whoever the, like, star, like, whoever person the local, they booked. Yeah, the local hero or whatever. Uh. And uh, we would just we'd put them, what they call, put them over, you know what I mean, like, where you make them look good and stuff like that. So that was all. Um, like, oh my God, you, you fucking punch hard, bro. Damn, <laughs> yeah. you're a hero, bro. So you're a legend. <sighs> I did that, man. And I thought, you know, I had my mind set, bro, that that's what I was going to do, that I was going to be a professional wrestler, that I was going to be the WWE and this and that. And uh, up to just recently, like maybe about a year ago, I was still training. I got back into it because like, I'm going to get back into it and this and that. I started training with a, a ex-WWE. Well, he's not ex. He currently works at the WWE's legend, uh, Funaki. who's a Japanese wrestler. Uh-huh. And uh, I was working with him, but our schedules at the time I was also having to the acting and our schedules. Where, where was this at? I was in, in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was driving from San Marcos, the town I was living at, to San Antonio to train with him. But it was always hit or miss because he was always on the road with the WWE. So it's always like. And how'd y'all connect again? Me and him. Yeah. Uh, I saw that he had a school in San Antonio, and I just dropped him an email, man. I said, "Hey, man, I got some prior experience training and this and that." And uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, well I run a gym." You know what I mean? Come on out, and I'll work with you, and this and that. And, and this is already, like, years after the Ohio stint as yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, man. So this is already years, like, already, like, probably, like, already, like, eight years ago. So you had already moved to Texas. Yeah. I, I, had, I was thinking, like, I'm moving to Texas because this dude got a, a oh, wrestling no, school. Oh, no, 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 no. But, I see, I should have jumped back. But I wasn't, no one had really smartened me up to the business when I got out when I was 19, man, because uh, I didn't know about, like, so the reason I had got out of it when I was 19, one was because I was also in a metal band. And I was playing guitar in a metal band. So that was taking up, I was doing Man, that. you're like Forrest Gump on a show, <laughs> show business. So Some that, show business. That, so that was taking off. Uh, I used to DJ for Tupac. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. So I was in a, a metal band I was playing. And we're doing all right, man. I was doing the, the pro wrestling also. But this gym closed down. And uh, the school closed down. The gym closed down. They weren't doing any more shows. So when that closed down, I was like... Well, I guess that's the end of my wrestling career. <laughs> like, I didn't know about the little like traveling all over the place, getting your name. I just the, the internet wasn't really going. I wasn't yeah. really educated that much on the internet either. You know, yeah, what I mean, yeah, at that yeah. time, so I wasn't really. I didn't, and no one smartened me up, as they say, to the to the business, to the wrestling business. Like you know, traveling around and, and dropping your names here and there and doing shows. Man, can can you give me an example of like when I think of this underground independent? Um, like the local non WWE yeah. wrestling world, I picture like some characters where maybe kind of like the rap world where I come from yeah. a little bit, where some shit sometimes is janky or like oh, the venue's yeah. weird. Was, like, do the fans ever like throw beer? Or do some oh, crazy yeah, shit? dude. There was like, I mean, so this was when I got started, this is early 2000s. And at that time, the WWF at the time was huge, right? That's when they had the like, World that, Wrestling yeah, Federation. They had like all the main guys, like, you know, they had the Rocks and the Stone Coles. Not like now, but they had all the main top guys, right? So these little independent shows, they were doing okay because wrestling fans were big at that time, you know what I mean? So we'd work these shows, and for an independent at that time, like 200 people was like a big number for a show, you know what I mean? So we'd get like 200 Shit, some, guys. Somebody made some money. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't the wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, but no, but we had like the, the local, but all those people knew the local guys that would come out, but nobody, bro, you would hear some of the guys' names. Like there was this one guy, his gimmick was, uh, he was a homeless guy, and his name was the Homeless Avenger Dick Nasty. <laughs> the Homeless Avenger Dick Nasty. Yeah, man. <laughs> 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 and he would oh, come out. What did he, what did, how did he dress? Did he, he just like, bro, like. Homeless? Homeless, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, all dirty. 
<laughs> like all dirty. What and, the fuck? Yeah, man. He's got a little cardboard sign. He hits you with Yeah, exactly. He said, Home, we'll wrestle for food and homeless. What? This and, is creative, dude. Yeah, dude. And uh, he came out and he did shows. And uh, yeah, man, they had a bunch of little... I'm trying to think of who else. Then they had guys who just like, you could tell, like didn't take a lot of... They didn't put a lot of thought into it. Like yeah. there was one guy whose name was just like Slater or yeah, hell out of shape. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what's your thing? I chill at the mall. That's your thing, bro. What's your gimmick? Oh man, but yeah, he, but, he wrestles in vans and shit. Yeah, yeah. There was one dude. I forget, there was one dude whose name was a uh, high flying J, and he was just his gimmick was he was just a stoner guy, and he came out with dickies on and and Converse and like. Did he move slow? Yeah, he was like he forget to hit you. Yeah, trying to. Then we had a, there was another dude. <laughs> There was another dude, the guy that trained me, his name was uh, Chief Bootnaka from the Smackaho tribe. Oh my god. It's <laughs> the one Chief Naka. Yeah. Chief Bootnaka from the Smackaho tribe. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. But it was just stuff like that. But I, when, I mean, when you're 15, you're like, yo, this That's is so dope. dope. This is so yeah. cool. And, uh, you know, man. Hell, but, rap, rap is wrestling. But anyway, yeah, go on. But yeah. But it was, it was cool, man. I was hitting, you know. Hitting the ring, taking bombs, you know, jumping off the top rope and all that cool stuff. Bleeding and shit. No, I didn't. I didn't bleed or anything like that. You um, didn't like take the little razor blade, razor blade out your pocket, and, like cut your forehead, no, like. I got lucky. I didn't get out of no the, my miss. Ugh. I didn't get out of the mask till I was like eighteen. Yeah, that, that's like, when your life changed. That's when I. Yeah, that's when I. Oh, I'm reveal you? and no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me. Guys. Oh shit, it's Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, uh, what are you doing? What was your What was your wrestling name? Uh, when well, when I had the mask on, they had the the whole group of the guys. All of them were they called them the Ugly Riders. So if you if you wore a mask, it was just the guys that was it like was a luchador be, Mexican stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. But nice. but uh. Everybody had a luchador mask. Like, it didn't matter what you were, you know? And they called that group the Ugly Rider. So it was like, Ugly Rider, one, two, three, four. That's that's what I was, like, as a teen. And, five. Uh, yeah. What's up, five? And then uh, when I came out, when I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to take off the mask. And then I came out as Bobby Santana. And I was going to do the gimmick, like... Guitar? The guitar. And this, <laughs> 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 oh, man, thank God you just... Yeah. Went on to do other things. Yeah, dude. Right. But I remember one time I was like coming out trying to be all cool, right? Like I had a denim jacket on. I picture you like um homeboy that played Chris Bettis in the Selena movie. <laughs> oh man. I, I wish I even looked that cool, but, God, but that was, nope, I didn't look that cool. Did you man. have long hair and shit? Like no, rocker? dude. I had like a fan look like Richie I looked like Lou Diamond Phillips from the Bamba. Oh, word. Richie so I was like, yeah, it didn't go over well. I remember one time some kid was just like, Hey, it's AC Slater. <laughs> Come up and say by the bell. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. But yeah, it's Mario Lopez. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I was like, oh man. But yeah, man. But yeah, that was a fun time. It was cool. It was cool being a teen and you know doing that. But anyways, long story short, so I did all that stuff. But that carried into the acting world as well. You know what I mean? Being a stuntman, knowing already how to like sell a hit, uh-huh. how to hit the ground. Wow. Take a, so I was kind of talk already, about training, dude. Dude, that's but it's crazy. so it's so crazy the way that. Well, for me personally, I can speak for myself. The way that like life works how like i did all these things you know what i mean even music you know playing in a band you know metal and um building characters and wrestling and taking bombs and selling hits and then like everything just adds up to selling hits in terms of like you're getting punched and you yeah, like, getting punched react and, like reacting and realistically stuff like that. Uh-huh. and even working with this is gonna sound i mean i don't mean to sound like you know critical or anything like that it might this might sound a little harsh but even working with uh when i was doing direct care and working with uh you know people that were in stress and distress and like you know mental patients pretty much um i learned all their character traits oh. you know what i mean so i was able to like i already knew like 
when they right. say like act like a you know a bad dude or how would so and so act? I was like, oh, I already know how a sociopath acts. I've been helping people out like that. You know what I mean? So it's just crazy the way that things like some human behavior. Type yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what what um what are some things that you would say like okay sociopath? I'm gonna well um I don't know man like well a lot of the character traits that a lot of guys would carry from there like a lot of them would always like they they have like uh what they would call like good guy, bad guy. So it was like, you know, they would act good in front of you and bad behind closed doors. Do a lot of secret stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. But one of the character traits that I picked up from the man a lot is that a lot of the guys you would see that would have like the same disorders, they kind of all had like the same mannerisms. Uh. Like you could tell when, when stuff was starting to get stressed up because like they would just pace back and forth and their hands would be behind, be behind their back and they would always grab their wrist like They'd this. They'd hold their wrist? Yeah, dude, but like behind their back, like, but just walking, you know what I mean? Just pacing. Like when they're thinking, contemplating oh. something in their head. Man, I do that shit. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Why put your hand behind your back? Wait, so, so you're saying sociopath, yeah. right? Is that what you said? Or just... Well, that's just, that was just people like sociopath people like... What is that? Serial killer? Yeah, oh well, yeah, pretty much. Or you like hurt people? But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one example. I don't know how much I... Like I'm not going to... I can't drop the you know, names or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, I was watching... You know, so like at this at this facility, you would have it was a huge campus, bro, like a huge campus, and uh, it was filled with you know teenagers of all different kinds of mental disabilities. Not, and I'm not talking like handicaps. I'm talking mm -hmm. like you know extreme. You know, I hear some dudes say like, "Oh, he's bipolar," but I'm yeah. talking like, bro, I've seen like legit, real deal bipolar. Yeah, right? yeah, not real, that new bipolar. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Like I've seen like stuff to the to the fullest. Is it his leg shaking that's throwing you off? No. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I, yeah, man. So, uh, anyways, uh, I forgot what I was going. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at this facility, there were so many kids and this and that, and there was staff all over the place. And you would be, uh, there was, I think, 24 kids in a room. And each staff would have, like, six kids that they would watch. Like, that was your group of the kids mm -hmm. you monitored throughout the day. And those kids got into that center or program because of, like, a... Like a social worker or somebody, it was like you're going. Well, man, here. the way that it, yeah, it's, juvenile. It's, I mean, two things I learned there was like you know, like I said, helping people, you know, really reading people, and then uh, the the justice system, like how kind of shady and messed up it really is, you know, because like some of these kids, you know, they do like a crime or something, and uh, they should be in jail, but the judge is like, you know what, since the crime you committed is so heinous, we don't think your mind's developed enough. So we're going to go give you treatment at the center. And they're still, like, free, basically? Pretty much. And they're like, oh, and on top of that, the county's going to pay us, like, you know, $6,000 a day for you to be there. How you much? Know? Like, something like, it's like an extreme number like uh, that. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know the number verbatim, but it's like a, a, a large sum for each person that's there. You know, you got It's a business thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Anyways, so we would uh, uh, watch these kids, man, and... and they were pretty much pretty chill kids, you know what I mean? You know, they would have their outbursts and stuff like that. You know, you have to redirect them and stuff. Um, but, uh... You ever had to wrestle a motherfucker? Like, get your bitch ass up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's stuff that's like, you know, code that you have to do there, you know, go by the books. Oh, yeah, you can't you can't just, like, body slam them. Yeah. Like, bitch, I said, get your... <laughs> yeah. But, uh... Or do the little flinch, the little, the little pump. <laughs> get back in line. But, uh, yeah, man, you gotta do, uh... You know, you just help these kids out, but I mean, some of the kids when they when they get out of the program and stuff like that, you know, some of them go on to commit, you know, crime. Wow. You know what I mean? And you ever seen that show Mindhunter? Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, I heard about it. I haven't caught it yet. Uh -huh. <clears throat> it's um, it's on subject off subject, but uh, 
it's a dude. It basically documents um, when the FBI first started really using like psychology and I guess psychiatry or something. But basically, they started. They came up with the term serial killer. Right. And the 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 lead person, what he does is he does the research. He goes and interviews a bunch of like serial killers and shit that are like locked up. And um, just trying to like understand the behavior mm. because a lot of these, including the FBI, but in, but even like the little local police force people, they'd be like, "Well, they strangled a lady here and over there, and the community's upset, but we don't know how to approach this shit or who, where to look, who it could be." And he started just like peeping with you, Pete. Like they put the hand behind the back. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta watch out Wait for a that. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> behind the background. Man, I be doing that shit. What the fuck? <laughs> That's crazy, though, dude. <laughs> no, that, it's crazy because a lot of... I don't know if, like, how many people, like, understand how much psychology goes into acting. It's, yeah. like, 1,000% psychology, yeah. human behavior, mm-hmm. good acting. Yeah. Um, I worked with, a, with an acting coach briefly when I was staying out there in L.A., and what I mostly took from it, one of the main things was how much psychology goes into like, okay, this character, you know, are they smart? What's their financial status? Um, Like physically, what's their voice? How in tune they are with their emotions? And then even you, the actor, like as an instrument, you know, same thing. How in tune am I with my emotions? How can I tap into that? What's my intellect like? Because, you know, you could dumb down. I mean, what is it? You could act. You can act like somebody dumber than you, but it's hard to act like somebody super mm-hmm. smart. Something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's a huge part of it, man. And life experience, like yeah. like the same way your your wrestling experience taught you uh, how to work on set, and that's gonna give you an edge over another stunt guy who's just a one trick pony. He mm-hmm. just thinks he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah. And then going back to um, auditions and stuff, especially yeah. for commercials. Oh man, those are hard, dude. Because um, I did, I had no, I had no business. But um, uh, how long ago was it? It might have been like two years ago or something. You know, I was back home. I'm here in Houston, and um, I got a bunch of different things going on. But part of it was like, hmm, I'm gonna get a local agent, an agent here, because you know, who knows? I might, I could keep busy and keep working in in that in that lane with uh, like some productions here in Texas. And uh, anyway, they were like, hey, dude, we got this uh, Popeye's. Yeah, that's how they talk. <laughs> First red flag. No, nah, they were cool. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> hey, bro, I'll be down. No, nah, they, they told me about an audition if I wanted to go. It was in New Orleans, though. They were right. like, you know, a lot of, we can understand if you don't want to go, right? Because yeah, 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 it's yeah. all the way in New Orleans. But me and my girl were like, shit, we love New Orleans. I want to go mm-hmm. check it out, eat some food, say hi to some friends. And um, I went to that Popeye's audition. Man, it, it was bad. <laughs> that shit is hard. Auditioning is hard, man. Yeah, Audition for a few things. Uh, Nacho Libre back yeah, in the day. That's dope. That was a long time ago. I was just like starting in rap, but by chance, um, somehow, some way, I got to go audition to that. And they said I did really, really good. Yeah. Cause uh, they were like, the character was supposed to be a tall, skinny white dude, which is the opposite of me. And I was like, how the hell am I gonna do that? Yeah. It was the one, the role of Skeleto. Mm-hmm. And the casting dude was like, we all feel. Like, he should be Mexican. Right. But the director, who just did Napoleon Dynamite right. at the time, you know, he he's kind of, like, sticking to his guns. He really wants to make him white, blah, blah, blah. But your audition, like, has proven to us. They're like, you sure you never done this before? They're like, it's proven to us. They even, like, called the, um, I guess, the agent that had hooked it up. 
and they were like, we decided, you know, he did great. We decided he's going to be Mexican, but we went with this tall, skinny Mexican, which is the guy that killed it, the guy <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Skeleto. You know what? That's, uh, that's another thing, too, man. It's like there's always... Because uh, I've had auditions where they, you know, you walk into the room, they're like, hey, you know, that was... That's that great. was great. That then was you walk like, out and you're like, that was perfect. Y'all can go home now. Yeah. Tell everybody Shit. Else in the room. <laughs> and you don't get that call back. <laughs> Damn. You know I mean? Yeah. And uh, but I mean, there's always so many things. Like once I do an audition, sometimes like I'm like, man, that one was good. You know, I have a good feeling about it. But uh, a lot of times, there's a lot more things that are out of your hands than that are in your hands. Yeah. You know sometimes I mean? um, it, it's a whole it's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes like somebody may want to plug in. Their person, yeah. Like, nah, this is my boy. Yeah, he, most definitely. You know, he used to wrestle too back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh. so, so, at what age? So, you born and raised right outside of Toledo. Yes, a small town. And um, yep. uh, a, a lot of people don't know that man. There's Mexicans out there. Yeah. Like, I've done some. <laughs> even recently, I, I I did Cincinnati. I did Cleveland. I did. I've done Toledo a bunch of times. And um, I ain't gonna lie. The first time I went out to Toledo for a rap show, year, many moons ago. It was pretty turned. Yeah. Like, it was lit. They took us out to dinner, and, I mean, everything was, like, psh, people showed up. And then uh, even after that, when I was, like, experimenting with my DJ phase, uh, they had me at a, uh, it was a place called Turntable. I can't remember. Hmm. Uh, anyway, that shit was lit. Like, they, he, dude already had it popping. And recently with the comedy stuff. So, yeah, man, uh, people don't know. Like, there's there's of like, Michigan, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, and Toledo's close to Detroit, right? Yeah, Toledo's close to Detroit. It's probably about an uh, hour and a half, two hours at the most. You, you visit there a lot back oh, in the yeah, day? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go there all the time. Um, well, not all the time. I don't want to say I was there every weekend, but yeah, I would, I would go up to Michigan a lot. Um, but yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> it's funny when he said, yeah, there's a lot of Mexicans here. And I was like, yeah. It was funny because the town I lived in, I was the only Mexican guy there. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like, you would go to the next town, another town. Uh, so the town I, I grew up in outside of Toledo was called Swanton. Very farm town, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, but then you go to the town next next to that town called Huacian, and people will call that little Mexico, bro, because that's where like 100%, Mexican. right? Yeah. So it's crazy, man. It was crazy over that. That's like Miami. It's like, eh, there's some. Yeah. And then you go to like Homestead, Florida, or like uh-huh. all these other towns in Florida, and it's like 1,010% Mexican. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, Detroit, and what, uh, so what brought you to Texas? Man, a bad breakup. <laughs> um, so quick, no sad. Well, quick, quick sad story, but no pity me stories, I guess. No, no, yeah, no. You married with kids, yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. So, so no, yeah, this, so, yeah, that's the past. Yeah, you hear man, that? that's, that's the old me. But no, what happened, man, was uh, I, your wife gonna hear that? She be like, hold on, what, what, you sounded real, you sounded real hurt <laughs> over that. You better go fix that. Were you crying on that podcast? You better tell Chingo to edit that shit. So, so you were young. You yeah, were man. you were a wrestler back then. Yeah. But uh-huh. yeah, I was wrestling back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Throw that in there. You had the mask. <laughs> I took you know. a chair shot. No, um, what happened, man, was it wasn't just the bad break. I was uh, so when I was in the metal band, it man. was a band breakup. <laughs> See, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in the metal band, uh, I guess is where it kind of really started. I got really heavy into alcohol oh. at that point in time, and uh, I was just drinking a lot, man. And I, I didn't. I thought, hey, you know, I'm doing this rock star thing, you know what I mean? That's what you're supposed to so do. What, yeah, I was like, so I'm doing that. And then the years came by, I was like, oh, wow, I'm drinking a lot. And then uh, I just was drinking, dude, and playing guitar, just drinking, playing clubs, and this and that. Liquor, beer. Yeah, I started wow. off with beer, and then, you know, slowly increases. But anyways, so there was this girl that I was supposed to marry and bought a house, 
and this and that, and we ended up splitting apart, like, busted a dude at my place, type split up, like oh, that wow. type of better part, right? So Man, you had to do a luchador on Yeah, I do it real quick. <sighs> but I only, know how, I only know how to throw fake punches at yeah, the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the right? He sold it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he sold it. <laughs> uh, please tell me it wasn't the uh, the homeless wrestler it, guy. It was that But was, this was at the house you bought? Yeah, this was at the house oh, I bought, bro. This so, is like some Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. it was, bro. So that happened. And Holy then, shit. Yeah, man. So I ended up just caving in dude like that was like the, I was already drinking a lot at the time and then pretty much just be, from that point on became like a huge alcoholic bro mm-hmm. I mean I was drinking to go to sleep drinking to go to bed Jack Daniels and wake up and drink yeah that type of stuff and being in a small town the small towns everybody knew who I was so then and then everybody heard what happened so then you're drunk and then they want to bring it up and then you're like oh damn so then it's like it keeps going like that you know what I mean and uh, I ended up I ended up blacking out at a party and uh, flipping my car and caught on fire and all this stuff and uh, ended up doing a little little jail time for that right. Oh wow! But uh, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't really care what was going on. You know what I mean? Like you have like you think you like you think everything at that point in time is like the end of the world, right? So uh, I just was bad, man. Just bad drinking. And then my grandparents raised me in Ohio. You know, my dad's like, hey, man, you know, you're not doing too good, bro. You know, he's like, I was like, yeah, you know, and this and that. So my mother, uh, she lived in Dripping Springs, which is outside of Austin at the uh-huh. time. So I'm going through all this mess, man. And uh, Is that south of Austin, east, north? It's north, north, a little north. Or east, I don't know, but it's outside of Austin. Okay. It's a little outside there. And uh, I was just like, hey, you know what? Uh, I didn't. You know, kind of made amends, like, hey, you don't really know me, I don't know you, I'm going through this kind of rough spot, why don't you help me out, and I come down to Texas for a little while. This was your mom? This is my mom. mama, and she said, yeah, come on down, you know, so I got to know her, and this and that, and, uh, yeah, man, so then from there out, just found myself again, you know what I mean, and then that's when I started training uh, jujitsu, and then that's when the whole fighting stuff started coming into play, stuff like so that. So the jujitsu, uh, how did you get introduced to that? So the way that I got introduced to jiu-jitsu was there was where I was staying at at the time in Dripping Springs. There was a, a, a small gym right outside uh, that place. And uh, I just stopped in there. And I had already, from <laughs> while I was doing the, the pro wrestling stuff, I was wrestling, doing real wrestling like oh, in school. Okay. So I was just like, hey, you know, what's this? And they're like, yeah, you know, a Brazilian guy came up to me. He's like, yeah, my brothers like jiu-jitsu, you know, you grab on and yeah. all this stuff. And I was like... Cool, man. Well, I have a you little You like bit to grab arm? We grab arm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I got a little bit of a... Just don't grab arm behind your back because that means sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> so I was like, well, cool, man. I think I'll do all right at this. So uh, I got in there and uh, yeah, man, that's how I got involved in jujitsu. So I had a, had a, since already having like a real grappling background and fake background, I think it, I felt like the movements were real natural. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And then uh, at that time, they had a little MMA program there at this small gym. And uh, the guy saw me. He's like, "Hey, man, you move pretty good." He's like, "You ever think about fighting?" I said, "No, <laughs> not really." You know what I mean? He's like, "Oh, would you be interested in this and that?" And I said, "Yeah, why not?" You know what I mean? So like, I was training there three months, like very basic jujitsu skills, but I had my wrestling. And then by the time I knew it, somehow I was in South Padre Island fighting in a, in a cage. One of those like competitions. Yeah, that they do. I was fighting in a in an MMA fight in South Padre spring break around hundreds of. Drunk college kids, man, all over the place. I was like, yo, 
how'd this happen? How'd, am I supposed to hit the rope somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> How's yeah, yeah. gonna happen here? But I uh, ended up winning that fight, man. And then from there on, I just like got hooked on jujitsu and, and training uh, MMA and stuff like that, man. So. So jujitsu is a part of MMA basically because it's it's like all the different. Mm -hmm. So was that more of your strength, like wrestling and and man, yeah, uh, wrestling and anything grappling really. Um, But then from there on, like uh, I just really fell in love with boxing. I started training boxing and boxing and boxing and jujitsu and boxing and boxing and boxing. And uh, yeah, man, I was doing jujitsu competitions, having to fight every once in a while. I wasn't so much into fighting you know what i mean like i'd I'd have a fight like maybe once every year every two years or something like that like canelo and shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) cinco de mayo bobby got a fight september 16th you know what time it is and then i uh i uh had that fight and then yeah so then i was fighting for a little while and then i was like well i'm doing this fighting stuff doing jujitsu stuff got a little name in austin within the mma community there you know like people knew me and stuff so I was always like you know what maybe open up a little gym here in San Marcos you know a little MMA spot and it was cool man but you know with it being a college town you get a lot of guys come in there that think they're tough and then you get a lot of guys that don't want to pay <laughs> you uh, know what I mean so they're yeah. like hey man how much would you charge me if I only threw like two kicks a week and like one punch what? <laughs> you know wow. stuff like that how much for a real yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, let's play uh, let's play let's make a deal like, no, yeah. bro. So I bring my own jump rope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My own hand wrap. So it's kind of like, then that started getting like frustrating also, bro. Because, you know, you're trying to stay afloat, trying to make everybody happy, you're a people person, and, you know, uh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard. So, that's yeah, hard. man. It's a hard business. Especially just business in general. Like, yeah. Shh, that's tough, man. That's that's tough. You know, with the market, like you said, small town and college kids yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, I need, I need, I need to go... I need to go to my, back to my little to where I got my memberships. Just what are you, so, you training that here? Man, I don't even train, bro. I <laughs> I like to call it exercise. <laughs> no, so so you have yeah. um so in the heights there's a uh, urban jungle. Okay. And yeah. so I, I'm gonna be honest, the the little classes and shit I go to, mm-hmm. I guess what my membership uh, capabilities. You know, I guess the full membership, you could do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, I haven't done all that roll around, learn how to... I haven't even done that. Roll mm-hmm. around, tr- all the wrestling type shit. Basically, they be having these classes where it's like circuits, and you like kick kick the pads and punch and run over here, hit some burpees, and all right, now we're doing this. Go, go, go. Like, like circuit... It's basically right, right, like right. workouts. Right, right. Or they'll have this other one upstairs where um, it's like phew, hella fast. You like, drop down, let's go. The music's like... <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> Doing hella sit ups, and now yeah, we're doing yeah. jump squats, and we're doing jump jacks, now we're doing push ups, now we're back to the sit ups, and now we it's shit like that. And then, uh, and then the other spot is it's called Houston Muay Thai. Oh, okay. uh, there I actually did a couple little, um, little pad sessions yeah. with, with uh, um, Bob Perez. Oh, uh, that guy's a beast, crew bro. Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I hear a lot. I mean, I mean, I work with him, I know him, yeah. but a lot of people tell me, like, yeah. hey man, that motherfucker right there, don't let him. You know, just fuck around and <laughs> hit you back. You know, it's a wrap. Yeah. Nah. Uh, so I did that, and then and then I went to like the um, what was it like a? It's where they where they pair you up with people mm-hmm. and they make you do like the little like all right, we're gonna do these clutches. What are they called? Oh, the clinch. Yeah, like clinch that. Clinch. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all right, we're doing these clinches. You know, backpack. Come on, come on. You're doing good. Boom, boom, boom. Doing a whole bunch of clinches forever. Yeah. Fucking get a bruised neck, bruised forearm and shit. And then uh, it's just basic stuff like that. Yeah. So it's nothing too crazy. I'm going to blame it on the holidays. You know, I've been busy. 
But uh, but I, what I want to do though is I want to get. I know once the tour kicks off in February, it might be a little tricky. But mm. I, in a perfect world, man, I want to just have like a, just a schedule. Mm. Like I even I even went. I made sure on my time off from the road that uh, I was gonna step out of my comfort zone and just learn new. You know, take some little classes and just like work on self improvement. Yeah. And here's the quote of the day: the most important project you ever gonna work on is yourself, play oh, boy. Oh No, I'm saying, hey, come on, somebody. That's, that's a good uh, Facebook meme. That's, that? I need to have a, a picture. Meme. It's like the greatest project, eh? Um. So, so like for instance, even salsa class, salsa oh, dancing, snap. salsa dancing, did it once. Oh, All yeah. this shit is just like hitting and quitting. All of this shit is just <laughs> once. But what I want to do is be like. Monday's Muay Thai, right. you know, 6 p.m., oh. you there, boom, 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 handle that. Uh, and then, like, salsa class on Wednesday, you know, maybe lift on Thursday, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. a little variety pack, you know, a little buffet of activities. You know, I'm like a kid on summer camp, just buku activities. You know, drop me off, mom, pick me up, <laughs> pack me a lunch. That'd be dope. So, so you're home for the holidays? Yes. And then, uh, so right now Atlanta's home. How, almost mm-hmm. a year. You've been out there almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. I'll be there about a year in February. Will well, be a year. What's some shit you miss from Texas, man? That you just don't see or don't get over there? Uh, good Mexican food, of course, bro. Um, tacos, some good tacos. What? There's yeah. no good taco spots. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I mean, all my Atlanta be, people. Yeah, you hearing that? There might be, <laughs> but I mean, I haven't. You gotta go to like Bottom. Buford Highway. You've been to Buford Highway. Buford, I mean, I it's a huge street. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's um. Plaza Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they also got like Follies. I, yeah. I don't know if you heard of Follies. That's yeah. not a taco place, but they do pop that taco oh. over there at Follies. That's a different kind of taco gotcha. place. <laughs> Atlanta's <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah, yeah man. I remember, dude, the first time. Have you been to that Mexican mall, Plaza Mexico? No, I haven't, man. I haven't, I haven't been out there. <clears throat> it's on Buford Highway. Okay. All right, so now the... I can't remember what year it was. I first... I was still dressing baggy. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But it was my first time <laughs> out there, and I had... Um, I did a mixtape called Me Vale Madre and I did oh, a, yeah. I did some damn remix on the damn Soldier Boy beat. Anyway, I was out there. Uh, my boy Roland, who works with Zaytoven Beats, they were throwing a car show. I think they were the first ones to bring me down or it might have been the first time. Sorry, dude. I know this is, I'm interviewing you, but I'm about no, to man, tell you my little good. story. This is my little Atlanta story, man. <laughs> you know, it's relevant. Um, so I think the first time I went to Atlanta, was when I signed a deal with Asylum Records and there was something going on down there to where there was like the, like showcases and performances mm-hmm. and I, I basically did a short little set at uh, this club T I had in, in uh, Bankhead. It was called Club Crucial. Anyway, I met some Bank, Mexicans. Bank, Buckhead? Bankhead? Bankhead, like in the hood. Oh, not, yeah. not Buckhead, the oh, rich okay. part. <laughs> a few letters, uh, big difference. So, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so it was in Bankhead. I think it was like, what is that, West Side? I don't know what that is. And um, there was some Mexican kids that, like, showed up. They were there. Like, they DJed and shit. So I don't know if they were there because of me. I don't know. Oh, oh. But it was one of those that's like, oh, shit, Mexicans. Yeah. Hey, man, what's up? Y'all from Atlanta? Did y'all fucking drive in? They're like, no, 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 we live here. We're from here. And one of them was like, well, originally I'm from Texas. The other dude was like, well, I'm from Mexico. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. So we linked up and connected. Long story short, I-, I would go back from time to time. Like, they'd bring me down and... I got to witness some shit, man, that I had never seen before. It, it, my whole perception of what I thought Atlanta was, that's why I love going to places and just yeah. seeing for myself. My whole perception was just like, uh, let me see, Atlanta, Georgia, it's going to look like a ludicrous video. It's going to be Waffle Houses <laughs> everywhere, which it is, Waffle Houses everywhere. And, oh. <laughs> but 
I ended up going to this club. I think it was called a Chaparral. Uh, we, I found out later, uh, you know, that they have different nights because, you know, Atlanta is a very uh, diverse in terms of right. alternative lifestyles. Yeah. But uh, on the night that, that we were there, it was like jam-packed full of young Mexican kids. And I was used to seeing like T-Town, Coco Loco, like Houston clubs. Yeah. In our little golden era heyday, they were crunk. They were packed. But they weren't like, get on my level, ho. Yeah. Get on my ATL, ho. It wasn't crunk like that. Mm -hmm. So we would just, in Houston, it's more laid back. Like, people just kind of like body rock at the most. These motherfuckers had a mosh pit. Like, the stage was shaking. Speakers were rattling. Uh, DJ Meatball was going in. Shout out to DJ Paco, Sumo Entertainment, all these folks. Uh, there was some rappers out there, Kick Door Entertainment, um, all kinds of fools. It was insane. I was like, holy... I almost got, like, semi-anxiety. Just from, like, this shit is too lit. I felt like I was looking at the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just blew my mind. And then they took me to... They're like, oh, let's go to this mall. Uh, Plaza Mexico. Plaza Mexico. I think they had a car show, like, in the parking lot. This Plaza Mexico thing, it looked like it used to be a mall owned by, like, some big mall company, like Simon or something. And maybe... Maybe shit changed in the area to where it didn't make sense to have a regular mall. It made sense to have a Mexican mall, oh, which if you go to Sharpstown Mall, which is now called Plaza uh, Americas, mm -hmm. where you can find authentic Mexico City food in the food court. That's like oh. the only place that I know of in the city where you could get like bambasos and all this like Mexico City DF style shit. So we're in Plaza Mexico. I'm seeing boot shops, quinceañera shops. Uh, like a, it's like a flea market. Yeah. And then the whole food court is like tortas over there. Doña Quien Sabe Quien has a thing over here. And it wasn't no Sbarro's. It wasn't no Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And they took me to the only Chick-fil-A that sells beef. Have really? you been to that one? No. It's called, um, called Chick-fil-A... Um, not Troll House. It's not Elf. Dwarf, dwarf House. Google the shit. I don't I know. I'll, we'll Google it later. But yeah, look up, look up like Chick Fil A that sells beef, because <laughs> they don't. No yeah. other, no Chick Fil A, no Chick Fil A sells hamburgers and cheeseburgers. These motherfuckers do. That's crazy. So I want to say like it's either the original or it's like this little side project that they did for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if the main Chick Fil A still owns it. Maybe it's like a business uh, <laughs> business partners that broke up and it's like, bitch, I'm gonna sell beef, ho. You stupid, only selling chicken. It's like, all right, we'll see. Oh, that's funny. So so uh, so you said you missed the tacos and. Yeah, man. I uh, that's what I miss out here. Um, did you get homesick yeah. and shit? Yeah, I do. Well, yeah. I mean, not Ohio homesick. But like uh, I, I consider Texas like my, even though I don't know, even though I'm not born and raised in Texas, I feel like this is my home state. But you were, but but your your, I mean your grandparents are from, I mean they live in Ohio. They your mom Ohio. lived in Texas, so you had a lot of Texas roots. Yeah, or, yeah, I had a lot of Texas uh -huh. roots. But yeah, but You're I Texan like, then. Yeah, yeah. There you go, brother. Thank you. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I did, man. I, I uh, was very, I mean. I don't want to say crying under my pillow. I only did that one time, but no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, homesickness, man. Homesickness, bro. I'm a real shit. I, yeah. I went to high school in New Jersey when I was 13. Yeah. By myself. Talk about homesick. <laughs> I'm talking about home fucking sick. And then later in life, like, um, you know, being on the road, sometimes we'd be gone for two, three weeks, and I'd see grown rappers. No. The most gangsters motherfuckers. Homesick. I, I, by then, I was used to the shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then when I moved to uh, L.A., the first six months, I was in the valley, like the outskirts, uh, far, like 
over there by towards where the Kardashians live, mm-hmm. like Calabasas. It's like West Hills, Woodland Hills. Just fucking far from everything. Yeah. And every day I'm having to drive into East LA, Boyle Heights, and like get a taste of the city. And that shit got depressing. Like being out in the valley. Once I moved the second half of the year, I moved to East Los. Then I was like, okay, I'm home. I'm good. Yeah. Anyway. That's cool, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. I just, I guess it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I miss, I miss it, and just you know being familiar, and then moving out somewhere and being unfamiliar with everything. You know what I mean? Just, but um, but yeah, I'm just happy to be back for the holidays, and maybe that's just what I needed. You know. Yeah. So I had to, you gotta recharge, man. Yeah. Get get you some family, right. some food. So so do you watch it uh, like on the tamales? Do you like be like, man, I better cool it because I got I'm a stuntman and I got, uh, I might have to Muay Thai. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu a motherfucker? <laughs> uh, or you're just like, fuck it? Yeah, the, the last few days have been like, um, I'm not on set this week or booked. <laughs> so, what, so this is a question. So yeah. like, what are some things you do to make sure you stay ready for a, an audition call? Steven Spielberg just called. You press, de- press decline on his phone right now because you were doing <laughs> yeah. the interview. So like, what are some things you do where you're like, all right, I got to go hit my burpees. I got to run these sprints. Like, what do you do to be like, I got to... Yeah, man, I'm hitting the gym uh, at least five days a week. That's weights. Stand- because... You know, you still got to stay in shape. Um, I'm currently cutting down so I can double more actors. You know what I mean? Cause oh, because if you're too big for yeah. some some people. Yeah, man. Like a comedian or something. Yeah, like, like yeah, I can't, you know. Um, I don't know if I'll get the call for Will Valderrama. And they're like, yeah. hey, bro, how much you wearing? No, I'm like pushing 190. Yeah. Oh, he's 170, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So uh, just dropping, cutting. I'm currently cutting down for that just to be more available on top of that. Um, well, yeah, it'd be hard. I'm already thinking like, huh, we could write in a scene where you could be my stunt double, and that's just gonna look crazy. <laughs> we could do it on purpose, like we could do it on purpose, like as a gag. Where it's like, oh yeah, shit, man. he just put a mullet on, on a big dude. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but, like a uh, luchador with the cowboy hat. Is that you gonna bling the wrestler for? But yeah, man. So like, what I usually do is like, uh, yeah, I'm hitting the gym, uh, hitting the weights, doing cardio. Well, hit, cardio wise, I'm doing, I'm training Muay Thai, doing kickboxing. Uh, nine That's your the, cardio. Yeah, at nine in the morning, I'm there. Uh, five days a week, I'm training that, hitting the weights, and then on the side of that, I'm. So you doing both in a day? Yeah, and then <sighs> and then on the side of that, I'm still uh, training, uh, trying to get stunt training in, because stunt training is totally different. You know, you still got to train falling, you still need to train getting pulled, and staying sharp on your fight choreo, uh, because it's the, almost like dance, right? Yeah, man. steps and shit. And you don't want to be. Uh, that guy who's having to keep taking takes. You're, you don't want to be that guy, even in rehearsals, that's like, oh, I can't get it. I swear I was good just a few months ago. Nah, you don't want to be that guy, yeah. Because so, it costs money. You got yeah, lights man. and the audio guy, cameras. So I'm constantly doing that and just trying to stay, uh, you know, even, so I do that, then I also act. So trying to hit acting workshops and, you know, meet up with, you know, kind of like a group like this and work on acting scenes and just going on scenes and reading together and stuff like they that. They have a lot of resources like that in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know how it was before. You know, um, I can't say how it is everywhere else, but from Austin, from going from Austin to Atlanta, bro, it's like my eyes are just like, wow. Like, like I'm blown away because it's like it's all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, you just open up, well, millennials won't know what a phone book is, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you just like Google yeah. like acting workshop or whatever, and yeah. then a bunch of shit pops up. Because yeah. here, Houston, Houston ain't, ain't really known for a whole bunch of production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Good fucking luck. Dude, I took one shitty acting class in Houston. Mm. I swear. I swear. Oh, my God. Waste of fucking money. Uh, 
the the teacher what? the teacher she wasn't even like the main teacher she was like a little I guess the beginner's class teacher, but she right. was like a bitter actress that was oh. like mad at the world because yeah. her shit didn't work. It didn't pop off in yeah. LA. And at one point, like for one, the class, let me describe the class. You had like soccer moms and like a teenage girl, like just random people. Like the teenage girl wants to go move to LA tomorrow with her whole family and blow up on Disney or Nickelodeon. No, no. Uh, I don't know why the soccer mom's there. Maybe she's just doing the shit for fun. Yeah, yeah. But the teacher, whack as fuck. Yeah. And to me, that was like my whole experience of what Houston had to have, had to offer in yeah. terms of that. So so out there they got stunt workshops. Yeah. They got stunt workshops and they have like I just got hit up by a, a group that I train with sometimes and we're doing like a, they're gonna be doing uh if I if I'm back in time, uh doing like a SWAT team airsoft training course, you know what I mean? Just to help you with movements, you know, because you gotta make it stuff. Oh, look so you real. do like gun type yeah, of gun training, training and like they're gonna be doing like a whole course and like, you know, break up into groups and wow, wow, you know. Um, but yeah, man, just staying sharp on top of that stuff. Um, damn, that's a lot of shit. Yeah, man. That's a lot of motherfucking training. So like food wise, like Mm -hmm. in order to have the energy, cause you know, if I go have a torta and then try to go do a Muay Thai class, (laughs) I'm gonna shit my pants. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck around and, hey, whatever you do to food, don't, just don't kick me right here because the torta gonna gonna fall out. So, so yeah, what is, what does that look like? Well, my diet is, so I used to do what they call, uh, pretty much like, in the fitness industry now, what they call, like, bro foods, right? So it's typical just chicken, rice, egg whites. I was hooked on that, uh-huh. right? But then I got with another one, a guy that hired as a trainer. I was a natural bodybuilder, and I would always see him, like, eating, not bad, but he would eat whatever he wanted. Fried he would, chicken. And he was, shit. like, shredded, or he was always in shape. And I said, hey, man, you know, like, what's your diet like, bro? And he's like, oh, bro, I do flexible dieting. And I was like... The macro shit? Yes, and I was like... What's that? And he's just like, yeah, dude, you count your macros. And I was you like, know, what's a macro? chicken. Yeah, he's like, I'm like, what's a macro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, you know, look, if you look at this Captain Crunch, yeah, so he got macros like, in it. So he like just broke it down for me. I was like, you're hired, bro. So you do the app, the My Fitness Power? Yeah, so I just count. So I'm like, uh, so like my daily intake right now is about 2,100 calories. That's like, it? Yeah, man. Because well, you're cutting down. Yeah, because I'm cutting down. So right now I try to keep my, uh, my carbs right now are set at 200, proteins at 200. Fats, like oh, let me write six, this shit down, huh? 65. 200 carbs? 200 carbs. 200 protein? Yeah, about 65 grams of fat. And, okay, so it's pretty even in carb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's what I'm following right now. Well, not right now, because I'm home for the holidays. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know, I'm just eating whatever right now. Man, um, shout out to my boy Rob, uh, MacroFlex. He he schooled me on the macros. He showed me how to work the app. Yeah. And then uh, turkey and tamales happened. And <laughs> I just, like, basically what he, what he was telling me to do... <clears throat> I got to have him on here. I got to get him on here because yeah. he's pretty sharp on all that. So I forget what numbers he put me at, but I think my calories were like 1,600, just shy of 1,600. Mm-hmm. I don't do two workouts a day like right. you. So if, you know, anyway. And I probably go way over. I probably eat the, the 2,000 plus, <laughs> uh, you know, because we had to go to the zoo last night. They right. were selling corn. Gotcha. And I had to have a corn, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh Oh, man, that shit is interesting. So he showed you how to... And then those particular numbers, you assign them to yourself? Or, yeah, well, so he gave he... me those numbers. So uh, so it's monitoring, you know, every week with a picture, a sentiment. But, I mean, my calories started off higher. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then as time goes on, we just keep cutting He's, them down. Uh-huh. So you but, check in. So do, I check do you in. weigh yourself every day? Yeah, or? well, every day. And then at the end of the week, uh, I'll add it all up and we'll take an average. And that's the average. Uh, that's what I, I really lost. Because your body will fluctuate with yeah. water and all this stuff. 
So every morning, weigh myself, take pictures of what I look like this week, send it to him. Like, all right, bro, but we need to start start cutting down your macros more. Um, but I like it because it's like, uh, you know, you, so you, those numbers are kind of like like money, right? Like your macronutrients. You like know, a budget. You, like, yeah. And then once you hit them for the day and you calculate all your food, well, that's, that's it. Broke. For, that's it for the day. <laughs> you're bro. broke. You're, yeah. So, so that's where we're at right now, man. And uh, it's going good. I like it, you know. But I mean, I could be, I could be eating all this stuff right now and still, you know, I could eat, you know, the tamales and the tacos and all this stuff and be, you know, calculating the macros. It's hard to factor. Yeah, like, but that stuff is hard to factor. And it's like, nah, know, bro, I know I eat three and I'm already way over. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's just kind of just chill action right now. So, so still hitting um, the gym. I'm still hitting the gym. So like, for instance, when it comes to the uh, keeping track of macros and shit like that, do you mainly stick to, um, I guess I'll call it packaged or processed yeah, man. Like shit uh, with a barcode, basically. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, even now that I still do macro, you know, I do flexible dieting. I still don't eat just what I, I'm not eating out all the time and or anything like that. I'm still eating what you know, bro foods or clean foods. You know, the rice and stuff like that. Um, but I still take a scale with me. You know, if I'm gonna go eat out or whatever, I usually take like a little scale. With a me. food scale. Yeah, yeah. It looks ridiculous. That's but, gangster, dog. Man, props to you, bro. <laughs> Out of all the shit you done said today, man, I moved to Atlanta, bro. Man, I went and signed up to the wrestling in high school, and I do two workouts a day. That's the most gangster shit ever. Here, props. Oh, thank you. Because that's a G, dog. You a motherfucking MyFitnessPal G to bust out the scale oh, on these yeah, motherfuckers. Because we have a dinner scheduled tonight at 6.30, and um, I'm going to have to just do that. I'm, I'm going to Snapchat it. Just, you know what I'm saying? So I'd be like, man, shout out to my boy Bobby. Awesome. I'm, I'm weighing out this little. <laughs> yeah, man. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. That's how I'd stay in there. But like uh, the fitness game too. Like even on top of all that, like I competed a few times in. What? No in, shit. In, uh, like bodybuilding type physique, stuff. Physique competitions. You know. Is that I mean? the one with the the board shorts? Yeah. And all that? Yeah. So I did that a few times. Um, Is that mainly like when when you did the physique? Was it mainly like, all right, I just need to cut down to a low, low body fat while still preserving muscle? Pretty much, man. Well, the way I was... So, the way I got into that was the spot that I was running my MMA gym at was... Uh, it was also... It was inside of a, a, a Metroflex gym, right? So, that's known for bodybuilding and stuff like that. So, I was in there and I already had I had won my last fight. And I didn't want to fight no more, bro. I, my daughter was going to be born and I just... I lost... You get fucked around, get hit in the head. Yeah, much, dude. Man. I just... I just, I didn't want to do it no more, you know, I just, and plus I already had a lot on my plate. So I saw that and I talked to my buddy. I was like, hey man, I think I want to do bodybuilding. He said, how much you weigh right now? I was like, 155. He's like, no, bro, you don't want to do bodybuilding. He's like, he's like, man, you, you were like tiny. Dude. Yeah, man. He's like, well, they got this new thing called uh, physique. And I was like, well, what's that? He's like, uh, pretty it's for much. little motherfuckers like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's, like, he's like, pretty much, man, what they're looking for is. Uh, the 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 classic like beach body you know what I mean like the beach body I was like oh cool man he's like yeah man so we're just gonna lean you out get the abs to pop out so at what yeah. weight were you at in terms of physique competition when I walked on stage I weighed one fifty two but I got up to like one I was cutting down from like one eighty five so you were one fifty five when you decided roughly like that's what I was fighting at was fifty five but I was bouncing up all over the place so so you purposely gained in order yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to bulk up so first? yep I uh, bulked up a little bit which I don't know how much now that I look back at it and I've been in a little little while you know the fitness game I don't know how much was actually muscle a lot of it was actually just fat gained you know what I mean guys you know, oh, you got, you got, yeah, but yeah. it really wasn't bro like I ate all this I was 
You know, because it's not natural. You're not going to gain, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of guys say, like, oh, yeah, bro, I gained, like, 15 pounds of muscle. It's like, no, bro, I think a lot yeah. of that's fat. <laughs> I got a pound of muscle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In reality, break it down. So I did that. And, uh, Is that that dirty bulk type yeah, shit? Yeah, pretty basically. much, man. And then I uh, cut down for about 16 weeks and uh, leaned out, man. I, I looked pretty lean uh, when I got on stage. I didn't, I didn't win or nothing, but I did it more of, like, uh, I wanted to look like a superhero type, you know, for myself and stuff like that, so... It uh it worked out good, man. And then, so I have a question, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to put my boy's business out there, but I have a homeboy. Let's just say, let's just say he weighs one hundred twenty pounds. Okay. All right. He wants to gain weight. Um. What? <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> no, it really is for a friend. I don't weigh nowhere near no, one hundred twenty no. pounds. I was gonna say, I think, is it who I think it is. Oh yeah, my lo- yeah my homeboy who Joseph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just yeah he put him out there. And, and actually, I threw in some extra pounds. I think he about 118 and a half. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. what, let's just pretend he's tuning in. Pretend I'm going to show him this clip, <laughs> this part right here. Right. <laughs> uh, what would you tell him? Because first, just off top, right. he just got the app. Um, his homeboy, I don't, I don't know who this dude is. His homeboy was like, he's like, these are the settings my boy put me on. And it said, it said like 2,100 calories. Oh, no, I was like, dude, where are you going to fit this food? All right, yeah. For one, I was like, number, I was like, number two, um, what have you eaten all day? He's like, I just had a Vietnamese sandwich. That's it. And it was already <laughs> like 11 at night. We had already walked around the whole zoo because we went and filmed some shit with my daughter and stuff. And, um, I was like, yeah, you need to start getting into the habit. Because he's like, eh, I'm not. I'm, I was like, you know, get you some eggs and this and that. He's like, well, I'm not really an egg type of guy. I was like, get you some, you know, get you some beans and just throwing in like random shit. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Re-. Basically, here's my thing. Millennials, I, I, I'm probably like, this is a blanket generalization. But I feel like these motherfuckers, millennials are the youngsters, you know. They're only into nuggets, pizza, burgers. Let me see. Chicken tenders, fries. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. They do not stray from chips and cheeseburgers and pizza. So, anyway, what would you tell this cat? He weighs 120. He wants to put on a little something. Man, I tell him just to give up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you hear that, you hear that like, joke? Sorry, Joseph. It ain't happening, bro. Uh, well, maybe he, yeah. you know. No, but uh, honestly, pounds. honestly, uh, what I would do personally, like, I don't. You yeah, know, yeah, I would have, you know. Yeah, he's not a doctor. Yeah, just, yeah, don't, you yeah. Know, you don't, you know. We're just shooting the shit. But um, what I would tell him to do is, man, is find out, you know, eat what he does like for a whole week. You know, track, eat whatever he wants for a whole week. I'm saying this because it's yeah. how, how they taught me. So, eat whatever he wants for a whole week. You know, what I mean, track it, see if he's losing any weight or gaining any weight from that, and then start going from there. But if he's wanting to gain weight, and if he's like, let's say he tracks all his food right, <laughs> and he hasn't gained any weight, so that would be like. Or roughly of what his maintenance calories are keeping his weight at, right? So if you want to gain weight, you're going to have to eat more, right? So you'd have to, like, up his macros probably, like, you know, probably about 50 grams each on something and just slowly go from there. But, I mean, he's going to – I'd stay off the cardio if I was him, and I would, you know, I would hit nah, the weights. if he did any cardio, he'd disappear. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, these kids, you know, they just they just, they just in the car or they, you know, on a computer and yeah. just sitting – but but uh, he started working out, and I was like, "Hey, dude, like if you don't eat, you're probably gonna probably lose weight, cause now oh, you're hitting yeah. the gym and you're still not eating." Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's what I would tell him: hit the weights heavy, and yeah, I would say if I was him and he's having a hard time eating, I don't know. I, I mean, cause he don't have an appetite and shit oh, yeah. like that. You know? Huh. 
He's like, damn, dude, you might want to seek a professional on this. <laughs> might, he got concerned. Wanna, Ooh, like, nah, wait, no, no appetite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I would say, uh, well, obviously, he's, he has a very fast metabolism. Right. It's like a hard gainer. Hard gainer. I, I stumped you with this one. You're like, yeah. fuck, man. I didn't know I was going to have to do I, macros. Well, I, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing Joseph in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> You're probably like feeling bad. Like, uh, sorry, Joe. I feel like sorry, I'm talking sorry, behind your back. Yeah. But no, man, I would just tell him to increase his calories, find out what his maintenance is, and then go to excess of that, about 500 calories on that. Um, and then if he's having a hard time eating, I would. well, first he has to get his nutrition right, and then... If he's having a hard time eating, I'd say for him to try to get a lot more of his like calories in from... Uh, <laughs> a lot more what? Say it again. <laughs> to try to get in a lot more fats to get his calories higher. Yeah, because you know fats... I mean? See, look, I learned a thing or two, man. Shout out to my boy Rob. You see, cal- you know, the calories in the fat, that's going to be nine yeah, exactly. calories per... Was it per gram? Per gram. Per gram. Now, whereas a protein or a carbohydrate, that's four? Yes. Is four. Which is less than half, Playboy. So what you want to do is, as I told him, get you some peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? Throw you in some little, you know, put you in some little fat, put some olive oil. But these kids are so picky, man. Oh, yeah. You, um, you, you just want chicken nuggets. And- basically. Which, which <laughs> yeah. yeah, which in his case, hey, our, you know, chicken nuggets, they got they, yeah. got, they have protein, carbs, and fats in there you it. Go. Unless it's the H-E-B oven-baked ones, you know what I'm saying? Lower fats. Come on, somebody. Uh, all that shit. I'm like, dude, get you some chocolate milk. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I might have to, for real. I'm like, man, come on, man. Get you some chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's say I have another friend that's a little chubby. Oh, man. And he don't go to Muay Thai as okay. much as he should. And he... <laughs> 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 let's just say this friend, you know, let's just say his name is Chico Blink. <laughs> he needs to up his cardio. All right, okay. <laughs> nah, nah, we're not putting me in this hot seat. Fuck that. Oh, uh, <laughs> Bobby's like, Bobby's like, man, you got me on here talking about macros and shit. <laughs> That's what's Crazy. up, man. But this, yeah. dude, you you have all types of like life experience. And- yeah, man. Well, it's like uh, when I look, like I said, when I look back on like a lot of stuff, it's kind of like uh, real. I guess like. I don't want to sound all spiritual, but like I, I'm a man of faith, you know, believe in God uh-huh. and stuff like that. So it's like everything that I've done when, when I was at that point in time, I'm like, well, why am I doing this? And what am I doing this for? And then you move on. You're like, well, why am I doing this? When, and, and it, and it plays a role. Yeah. Later. And then it all hits. And I was like, oh, yo, you know, it makes sense for this entertainment business stuff. But the, the dope thing that I like about it, man, is like you're living life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're always, you know, one day we're all going to be, you know, God willing, 80 yeah. years old in a wheelchair or some shit. Yeah. And we're going to look back and you're going to be like, man, I was a fucking luchador, bro. Yeah. I had life before the mask, after the mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like oh. the move, the move to Atlanta, just from like you saying that your eyes were like really opened up to how shit is popping. Cause I know Tyler Perry has the studios yeah. out there. I know they shoot Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Well, crazy story, man. It's like, uh, so they were filming, or they filmed The Walking Dead out there. Um, but then just recently, like a month ago, they started filming Fear the Walking Dead there in Austin. Whoa. Oh, that's in Austin. Yeah, bro. So what? What's the difference? What's fear? What's fear? Of the Walking Dead. I don't, bro. I don't even know. I know the Walking Dead, but I think the fear one is like more. I don't even know. I'll tell you, you know, I haven't seen it. It's like a, a spin off. Yeah, it's a spin off. I don't know the. It's still about zombies. Yeah. But it takes place somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, but they're filming that. Do I want? I need to watch it. Do they say? Uh, do they like reveal that? Say no, this is Austin. Or is it like any no, town you? I don't know, bro. Because I know the, I know the last one they filmed in. I think it's very his like. 
Latino base too, because I know the last one they just filmed. That's it. all they could get for casting over <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they go to East Side. And shit. I think the last season was filmed in Mexico. I think the, what where they filmed it. I a fear of the Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead. I think so. It's like they did a few episodes. Got on los zombies. <laughs> e, no mame, los zombies. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that sometimes, um, like let's say me and my girl be like going for a walk late at night or some yeah. shit. And I'll be like, y con cuidado porque ahorita salen los zombies. She's like, cállate los zombies. And, and, <laughs> and now, now I'm finding that we could have probably played characters on this Fear the Walking Dead yeah, Mexico. Man. You know they're doing a new Narcos, man? Oh, yeah. You and I should have been in this shit, man. Yes. Why the fuck? Are you in it? No. Why the <laughs> fuck they ain't Carlos, man? Uh, First of all, I don't have an agent, you know, for yeah. one. But who, who's your agency? I have uh, ASA. They represent me in Atlanta. And well, all the southern, all southern states, and uh, I got an agent in New York, or New Jersey, but she represents me in New York. So in case something, you, so you would tape your audition, yeah, for for like a something that's, well, that's yeah, that's how it all works in anymore, bro. Is everything is like uh, just taped auditions, you know? It was weird. Well, when, now that I'm in, the, in this bigger market, everything's taped auditions. Um, every once in a while, I will get like an in person audition. Where like, no, they want to see you in person. Um, but most of the stuff is, is, is all taped, self-taped, so. No shit. Mm -hmm. Man, are those, are those hard to do? No, nah, I've man. done a couple. Yeah, um, no, I mean. It, it, sometimes it's an advantage, right? Because you could take hella, yeah, you, you could do like a hundred takes. takes. Yeah. That's what I love. And those fucking weirdos aren't in the room staring at you, yeah. like, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a good part about it, man. Um, but I always just try to get mine as done, like, as soon as I can and get them in. Because, like. You know, if you're a casting director and you're seeing X amount of auditions a day, you're going to get tired. So, like, I always want mine, like, on point. And I want mine to be first. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh. That's your strategy. Yeah, I like this guy. Interesting. Go to the next guy. But, uh, but yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, anymore it's all self-taped and stuff like that. But every once in a while I'll get where they, if it's a pretty big show or something like that, they're like, no, we want to see him. If it's a bigger part, like, we want to see him in person. So you would have to fly in? Yeah, fly in or... uh. And this is all like on your own dime. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's the part that's. That's like me in New Orleans for the Popeyes commercial. Yeah, well, that's like, like I was in. That happened to me recently too. Is I was in, I was in, uh, in Atlanta, and they were like, "Hey, they want to see you in, in New Orleans." And you know how I be sometimes, man. Like even in the Popeyes commercial, I was like, "Man, if y'all only knew, fool, I'm chingo blame, Like <laughs> you don't even put that. me in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, funny thing is, like, before I went in, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm not narcissistic, narcissistic like that, uh, as most celebrities are. <laughs> I'm calling myself a celebrity, so that is a little narcissistic. <laughs> hey, at the flea markets, I'm popping. Come on, man. Oh, hey, man. So, like, it, like, before I walked into that Popeye's auditioning room, uh, for one, I was super tired because we fucking drove in. So, right. I, like, my dumb ass, big mistake, I, like, took a nap, like, <laughs> right before. I, like, put my head down. That's yeah. how exhausted I was. Yeah. And um, super tired. And then they're like, okay, you're next. I'm like, fuck. I'm like having to like get the blood flowing now. And then as I, right before I go in, like I'm waiting because the other guy's doing his thing. <clears throat> She's like, so it says here you do stand-up. Uh, tell me about your stand-up. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, yeah. you probably never heard of me, but you know, I'm killing it out there in Macallan, Texas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that shit was a disaster. Oh, but, man, so you have two different agencies, two different agents. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, I had three, but I let the... I, <laughs> I had three, yeah. but... Uh, you just finna sound narcissistic. Yeah, I had three. Well, I had to cut them off. But, uh, no, I had... 
Yeah, I had three, but I, the one was in Texas. But since I already had the one that represented me all over, I just stuck with them. And they're good, man. They're good to me. They get me in the door and get me to where I need to be. So, Awesome, man. Yeah. Any new projects that we should look out for? Um, I got a film coming out. It'll be out, I think, next month on Blu-ray and DVD. It's called Mind in the Machine. I'm in that. Uh, That's a feature film? Yeah, it's a feature film. Oh, who do you play in that? I play a guy named Jacob. And it's a sci-fi film about a cyborg that she's uh, pretty much it's a sci-fi film about where like guys made robots and now they're coming to kill people pretty much pretty much what's gonna happen yeah artificial intelligence yes um so i play a bad guy in that i'm usually always the bad guy i play the bad guy in that oh shit uh, yeah and then i have uh i got that going on and then a few other things in the works i can't talk about and then... So did you meet Sebastian Maniscalco? Yes, man. I got to... I got How was to he? He's, he's fucking... Great he's hilarious. Guy. He's a great guy, man. Um, but I couldn't really... Uh, on that set... So like a, a, like a week ago before that in Atlanta, a stuntman had passed away on set. Oh, on a set. Shit. So I had got the call to go work on this film and, and stunt double Sebastian. That dude died on that production? No, on, oh, uh, on another uh, set. On another set. Yeah, he had passed away on that set. So God then the following dang. week, I had got the call to come work, and uh, I didn't know who I was stunt doubling yet, but they're like, hey man, can you send us a picture? We want to see what you look like right now. I'm like, oh, you're perfect. Come in, you know, and, you know, go to wardrobe or whatever. And I said, all right, cool. So, so you can pass for Italian, basically. Yeah, person. so I, uh, <laughs> I, stunt, I, st- I was his double, and uh, I'm sorry, I forgot what was going Oh yeah, but I couldn't really, uh, I didn't really want to let Lucy talk too much, because I felt like I was walking on eggshells, because of everything that, that had just yeah, happened, like on the sets, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like. I felt like everybody was just being extra cautious, and I didn't want to give up. I wanted um, to be very professional. Yeah, you know, yeah, I didn't confident, want to be, yeah, professional. Too. I didn't want to be uh, over there cracking jokes with this guy, and you know, my boss is looking at me like, "Look at this guy." Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, but I, you know, I said hi to him, "What's up?" But I didn't get to let loose with him as much as I uh, wanted to, okay. and stuff like that. But no, great guy. He was a cool, really nice. Man, guy. he's killing it. Shout out to Sebastian Maniscalco. Also, shout out to uh, director Christian Sesma, who we had on here a few episodes ago. And um, do y'all have any man, Christian? If you're listening, you gotta put Bobby in some shit. Have, have y'all chopped it up about that? Yeah, a little bit. Because so like, he does, he does a lot of stuff. So like, funny story. Like I said, I had heard uh, Christian. On Felipe's podcast, Felipe's World, uh-huh. yeah, and uh, I was like, "Yo, this dude does action films." What's up, fool? <laughs> yeah. Podcast with Rodrigo Torres. Yeah, anyway, man. Go ahead. And yeah, uh, man. <laughs> and we should do our, our own rendition. But anyway, go ahead. And uh, I was like, "Yo, I got to get in touch with this guy." I was like, you know, they say not to like bother directors or casting directors. And this no, he's and that. super late. But I was like, you know, this guy sounds cool. I just heard him on this podcast. I gotta, I'm gonna hit him up. So I just dropped him a line on Instagram. And I slid in his DMs. <laughs> That's hey, don't, hey, man, you know, normally with all this Harvey Weinstein shit happening, you have to be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> very careful on how you slide in yeah. DMs. People are like, man, Bobby Hernandez slid in my slid, DM. Slid in what? <laughs> 15 years ago, it was a Thursday. He slid in my DM. Oh, man. So anyway, so you hit him up. You hit him on Felipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I hit up Christian. And then... Then um, he was real cool. Uh, I forget what he said. I think he said like, "Yeah, hey, cool kid." No, he was like, uh, "Hey, yeah, man. You know, if I'm ever in Austin or whatever." Just he was real cool. I just remember that. And then uh, just you know, social through you know uh, social media and stuff like that. And then I had worked with you, but I didn't know that you had worked with him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it was kind of like then I saw he was on your podcast and I saw that you worked with him already. I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." Yeah. I know. 
Yeah, shit's full circle, man. You yeah, know, it's you know the Mexicans gotta stick together. There you go, brother. <laughs> this shit tends to happen. So, last thing, I just want to uh, yeah. give you props, man, on, on all your film work. Thank you. You sir. know, this is a whole nother aspect beyond motherfucking stunt and work and wrestling and all this shit. So, you 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 put all your vlogs on your YouTube. Yeah, I put all my vlogs on YouTube and also uh, some of the clients that I that I'm working with. That I oh yeah, because I also run the fitness. So I got this other thing that's going on, like a little side deal. Um, it's a fitness production and pretty much just shoot uh, fitness videos for all the people that want to become, uh, that want to push their, their fitness brand. Well they, well, they look great because you, I, you stick to like the format of what, like uh, I saw the one, what's her name? The female that was working out? Uh, her name's Naomi. So your Instagram is called Two Weeks Out. Yeah. You want to spell it out for people? Uh, yeah, at... Two, the number two, WKS underscore out, O-U-T. Okay, so uh, I, I saw Naomi on there, and it fit like that, like what you would expect to see from like Dana Lynn Bailey or somebody. Yeah. It's like slow-mo, it's got the beats, it's got the music, it has all the angles, all the shots. And um, do they ever do like instructional ones, like how to hit, blah, blah, blah? No, not really, man. It's just branding. Yeah, it's just branding, just getting their brand out there. Kind of like, you know, because like, uh, I just feel like sometimes a lot of people think that Oh, they're just a pretty face or a nice body. And it's like, nah, man, you're more than that. You know what I mean? Like, you got personality and stuff like that. So let's show that. So, uh, yeah, man, it's to help push them and they get their, you know, get their stuff going. And I do that. And then sometimes what I will do is uh, I'll film it like almost like a... So on top of the promotional part, right, we're showing the cool lifts and the cool edits and stuff like that. Then we slow it down and we turn it into like almost a documentary where it's giving the voiceover why they got involved in fitness ah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And then your vlogs, it just follows like the behind the scenes to your life, basically? Yeah, pretty much, man. Just what I got going in for like, you know, what nosy people want to see. Hey, man, <laughs> big, big props to you on that because I'm super slacking in that department. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just so busy with Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. Right. I just don't have time. Got you know, the... count my macros and shit. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're getting the podcast going. We have big things coming for 2018. Uh, I'm glad that... We all went on, you know what I'm saying? Dirty old child. If you want yeah, to see man. some of Bobby's handiwork, well, he actually <laughs> played a good guy. All right? We should, we should probably, for kicks, like, for one, when I promote this particular episode, I'm going to put that, uh, that sizzle reel that you have of, of all oh, your cool, scenes. Cool, cool, cool. And, uh, but, but, yeah, I'm sure people will recognize you as the good guy, the cop. In uh, Dirty Orchata, man. That was an experiment. I had already worked with Christian Sesma. Mm -hmm. I had already met Robert Rodriguez and saw his whole production in, all, yeah. in Austin. And I was like, man, even if even if this shit is janky, I have to like learn. It's like my film school. It's yeah. like whatever we spend on this, it's just film school. Mm -hmm. So thanks again for just like believing, having faith. Like, all right, this shit might be janky. Like, you know, the wrestling. Oh, dude, I had so much fun <laughs> on there, man. It was uh, And like, also, I mean, you know, to put you over, I didn't... Uh, I grew up listening to you, you know what I mean? I mean, I remember uh, sitting outside of my, working in warehouses and sitting on my lunch breaks and talking to guys like, dude, you got to check out this dude named Chingo Bling and stuff like that. So when I moved to Texas, you know, around here, people were always still talking about it. Yeah. So when you're like, hey, man, you think you can, I think you can play detective. It's like, yo, it's Chingo. Yeah. See, dude, so, if only fun. you were the, the casting agent for the Popeye's commercial, you'd have <laughs> been like, yo, that's Chingo Bling. We should totally give him this role, yeah. man. 
We should totally let him be the, the guy in his Popeye's commercial. Yeah, but that <laughs> it's was... probably good that I, I wasn't just seen. Like, man, is that Chingo in a Popeye's commercial? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, right. But, you know, I'm like, man, I want to act, man. I want to stay, you know, <laughs> get my little resume polished on, on that side. I think Chingo said he wanted a number one. Yeah. <laughs> they probably wouldn't let me throw in, like, sass. They wouldn't let me. They'd be like, what is, what's sass? Did you not get a copy of the script, um, Chingo? Oh, no, but seriously, dude, props on you. Like, I'm taking notes. I, I need to see, like, I want to pick your brain more about, uh, you know, off the record, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you off the hook. But um, your camera work, it looks super dope. One more time, your Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram is at just Bobby Hernandez, uh, J-U-S-T, Bobby Hernandez. And then uh, my fitness page is uh, at two weeks out, two W-K-S underscore out. Thanks again, man. Man, y'all go check out Bobby and all these projects he has coming. Uh, in the Marvel one, he, he did the stunts and that. Uh, all that shit, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for stopping by the show. And if y'all see my vlogs all of a sudden start looking player as a motherfucker, y'all can thank Bobby, man, because he's going to be schooling me on that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Peace.